Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Summit Podcast. My name is Mr. Grimm, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Paparazzi. So, today we have a pretty spicy topic, I think. So, Paparazzi is the one who ended up choosing today's topic, so why don't you tell us what it's going to be about? All right, so I saw this clip on the internet, and it was saying that Rockstar, I think it was the CEO, I can't remember who of it, um, but they wanted to monetize the game based on the number of hours that you get out of it, number of hours of enjoyment that you get out of it. Mm-hmm. So basically, per hour, they wanted to to um, charge you for it, rather than just paying $70 for the entire game in all of its content. So if I understand this correctly, if you play something like, uh, I don't know, uh, a Final Fantasy game, where those games can be like 80 to 100 hours, mm-hmm. they're expecting to sell that thing for up to $100. Yeah, so basically they want, let's say... Ten dollars an hour times the eighty hours that is supposed to give you oh. enjoyment. They want to they want to charge you like ten dollars per hour for the eighty hours up front. Not not so not so much a subscription base, but just like up front. Oh, we this game is um, rated to be forty hours of enjoyment, mm-hmm. and we think that the hourly amount should be like ten dollars an hour for forty hours. So you should pay us $400 for a single game. For the game. So yeah. literally like buy another PS5 almost mm-hmm. in some situations. Yeah. Okay. Because they spend so many years and so much money on the game and all we're giving them is $70 per game, mm. they think it should be more. What do you think? I definitely disagree with that. Um the example given was um what if you what about basketball? Like if you buy basketball, you can get infinite amount of hours out of of enjoyment out of that. Yeah. So how do you monetize that? Well, I guess the big the big thing is that the cost of fulfillment, right? Mm-hmm. How much does it cost to make a basketball versus how much does it cost to make a video game? Exactly. You gotta pay mm-hmm. dozens, maybe hundreds of, of workers to create that thing, whereas a basketball can probably be made like by two to three people. I don't really know the whole ins and outs of making or basketball. Just a machine, yeah. Or yeah, just a machine and one person who operates the machine. Mm-hmm. So that's a totally different thing. Uh, but I gotta be honest, like 400 is a lot for, especially for a single game. Mm-hmm. Like, no, let's be real. Nobody will pay that, right? Yeah, yeah. Nobody will pay that. However, except for hardcore fans, but yeah, even then, man, even I, then, it'd be a stretch. Well, no, it's not. Yeah, they have like premium games, and they they offer like. Uh, game for like sixty dollars, and then yeah. premium for like a hundred. And people buy the hundred, but four hundred is a stretch. It is it's a huge a, stretch. A like stretch. you, most people. Like for me, I remember. I think I bought like the infamous two um, collector's edition, which was like two hundred dollars. But it came with a. I think it was like a Cole McGrath um, model. Mm-hmm. But I have the backpack, like right over there. You can see it. Mm-hmm. Like that, that backpack came with the game. Yeah. So you're getting you're getting your money's worth. Yeah. yeah. Like you're not just getting a digital asset. You know. Yeah. So like I can understand for collector's editions, like those kind of things. But yeah, just for the solid game, I have to be real. Like four hundred dollars is a bit of a stretch. Now, this might be a little bit of a hot take, but I don't entirely disagree with okay. him. But it, it does depend on the game and the price per hour. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I immediately thought of like a dollar per hour. So mm-hmm. if you played a game, because here's one of the big things, right? Have you seen the, what is it? The Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, right? The newest one, the 2023 edition. Mm-hmm. That game was $70. And aside from the multiplayer, which I guess, of course, is usually the main point of these Call of Duty games now. But one of the guys that I watched, Bricky, is uh, he did a review on it. And he basically said like the entire campaign 
is just completely filled with a bunch of cutscenes and all these other things. And like actual gameplay is about three hours. Mm-hmm. So you pay seventy dollars for a three-hour campaign. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Yeah. So I guess the biggest question is: this, how would you how would you monetize it, and how would you quantify it? Yeah. That is the question. That that would be the biggest yeah. hardship of that. And then uh, you have. For example, the basketball. Mm-hmm. You can have infinite hours of fun if you buy it and use it, you know? Yeah. So, like, somebody who maybe doesn't even really play sports mm. buys a basketball and they maybe get, like, three hours of fun out of it versus, like, you know, Kobe Bryant who might get, like, infinite hours of fun <laughs> out of it. Yeah. But, you know, so how do you quantify that? And then it gets to the point where, like, are you humble or are you arrogant and saying, like, this game is worth, like... So much, has so much replay value, but really doesn't. You know, like once you beat the game, there's nothing to do. Yeah. Or some games have infinite replay value, yeah. like World of Warcraft or like something yeah. like that. League Especially of Legends. Especially like or, those roguelite games where exactly. you like roguelike. die and come back. You can yeah. try new characters and Multiplayer things like that. Multiplayer games. So, and that, that's one of the reasons why I kind of feel like I'm almost, I'm a little bit on the fence, but almost in support of it. Simply because I hate the fact that AAA games right mm-hmm. now will charge you $70 for like a 10 hour game, mm-hmm. right? And it's not even that great. Now, Modern Modern Warfare 3, I have to be fair because most people don't play Modern Warfare 3 for the campaign. However, yeah. it any, should yeah. be one of the staples of a game, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't just buy, well, maybe you do now, but like when I was younger, when I bought all the Modern Warfare games, I always played the campaign first before mm-hmm. I played the multiplayer because a lot of them were really interesting stories. I love Black Ops, like Black Ops was great. Yeah. And then Black Ops 2 was even better somehow. So, I like the campaigns for for these Call of Duty games, but ever since what is it like Warzone came out, mm-hmm. and then they just started like they they've been fumbling the ball where they're just like oh uh, Call of Duty Nazi Zombies is a game, and I'm like well we just that's all basically the previous DLCs from all the other like Black Ops and World War World at War games where you got to do those missions, and then now they just put it all together in a game and make you pay for it. Maybe yeah. some additional content added in, but it's just a lot of recycled stuff. And I'm like, that's not worth, like, that's not valuable to me. Yeah, so I see what you're saying, like, as far as, like, um, if it's a low amount per hour. Yeah. Yeah, and at the same time, like, the company can shoot themselves in the foot mm-hmm. because unless they change their pricing throughout the year and whatnot, if they just set it out at, at day one and they have expectations of, let's say, not only selling let's say ten thousand copies right Mm -hmm. and they end up selling like way more because it's just way more popular than they thought it would be it like because you know star wars star wars was never supposed to be a big thing it just happens to really kick off it did so maybe star let's say the star wars um it puts this number low because like uh this is never gonna work Mm -hmm. but you know i have faith was just put it out for a low number but then it blows up now you're screwed because you're getting pennies for something that you could have got way more money for. Yeah. You know, so. <clears throat> I understand that. I do. But here's my other big take. Like, one of the reasons why I'm okay with higher prices on video games, so there's a multitude of reasons. One, I don't like paying $70 for a game that gives you three hours, right? That's my first argument. Mm-hmm. Modern Warfare 3 should have been like a $30 game, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Because overall... Like, or at the very least, you can buy the campaign separately from the multiplayer. And that way, people can pick and choose, right? The campaign is not worth $70. Mm-hmm. The multiplayer, in my opinion, is also not worth $70. Because without the campaign, you just have, like, a multiplayer. And it's really... It is better for Modern Warfare 2, according to what a lot of people have said. But 
again, $70 for just multiplayer. It's like when you first played Titanfall 1, when it mm -hmm. first came out, it didn't have a story. It was just a multiplayer game. Yeah, yeah. And that game, like, it bombed. Titanfall 2 came out, game was incredible, and the story was also really good. Mm -hmm. Right? And so my other thing is that I also feel like some prices should go up for these games because a lot of these games deserve more than what they get. For example, one of my favorite games, God of War, right? Ragnarok, incredible game. And it was, what, $60? When it, yeah, 60, right? yeah. And that game gives you more than 60 hours of gameplay. Mm -hmm. And you can always play it again because of the way you can build Kratos and utilize his attacks and all these different things. And then they just came out with a new DLC for free. Mm -hmm. It's literally a roguelike God of War. So your Kratos, really? yeah, it's free. It came out, I think, a couple of weeks ago. I'm about to try that. Yeah, and you just put your Kratos, you run through this whole dungeon, you lose like all your you have all your skills that you've learned, but like all your armor is gone. You just like reset back to the beginning and you you know, you clear a level, you open a chest, and it's like, what do you pick? You pick this or this and so like PS5? Yeah. It's a free DLC. I'm gonna try that. Yeah, you go think, check it out. Yeah. I have not played it yet, but Okay, I'm gonna check that out. But see, that's the kind of thing where it's like, I would have paid for that. Like, I legitimately would have paid, not even because it's super interesting, which of course it is because it's God of War combat, mm -hmm. but the fact that I love Santa Monica Studios because they, in my eyes, can do no wrong, right? Mm -hmm. God of War was absolutely amazing. Ragnarok did somehow even better than that. Maybe not in story. It depends on what you think. I personally like the story a lot. I have to say, though, for as far as um, God of War... The original God of War gameplay was way better, I think, because the oh. fluidity of the movements and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like the... I don't know. I I think I would also disagree on that. I as much as I loved the way Kratos fought in the mm -hmm. original when he was like savage, yeah. I really love to see like like savage Kratos, but the way he fights now really kind of fits his character. He's older, he's yeah, wiser. I, I he picks that, his yeah. attacks more more specifically, and of course, instead of using you know the chain blades, which are quick and agile and like mm -hmm. really versatile he's got an axe which mm -hmm. is like heavy and very meaty and weighty and the way he swings it like he picks you yeah. up and he like throws you around it definitely fits the vibe plus it's also like viking style too so yeah. it also kind of fits that but yeah. I, I like the just like the fluidity of his movements and like i don't know if you're playing ninja gaiden oh yeah but Love like he, it was it was kind of fluid as well it was super hard but like i feel like the new god of war is more like the the um born series yeah. like, not, is it born souls Soul series, yeah, because yeah, it's it's more you have to dodge a little bit more. He's, yeah. his his movements are a little bit more stiff. Yeah, uh, I will say um, one of the things that I really really loved about the old God of War was how intense the battles felt. Like yeah. there were times when I was like super anxious because it's like you're fighting this dude and then more and more yeah. enemies. Very I would say it's like yeah, it's it's maybe two or three times the enemies from the previous God of War as opposed to now where Kratos is like. One, you, the only thing I kind of like about it is because you have Mimir or you have Atreus who tells you like, hey, look out behind you. So yeah. I mean, you know it's a dodge, but because of the other one, you had like this top down, mm -hmm. you could see everything around you, mm -hmm. but it, there was just way more enemies than the older one. Yeah. You had to like run around and just keep way going. More intense. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. But yeah, the, the new God of War game is, the, the story, uh, first of all, the story is great. The story is amazing. Mm -hmm. And I like how they pull everything together and how... Um, they seem to have thought this out from the start. Yeah, that's what it looks like, right? Yeah, because a lot of stuff, like when you get this far into it, you start seeing like inconsistencies mm -hmm. and continuity errors. But it's like they thought this out from the start. But they, look, granted, they do have like Greek mythology to fall back on. Yeah. But they kind of like tweaked it a little bit. Well, the whole thing with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, with uh, Tyr is one of the things that everybody's speculating on now. Because I guess after you beat the game, you find the real Tyr. 
like after the post credit scene and mm. like you can go find him in different areas of the worlds and like everywhere you go he will show you like where he's been by showing you a weapon that he got so he's like oh this is from like japan and he pulls out a samurai sword you know a little katana or he'll go to like the ancient egyptian places and he's got those like curved swords oh the scythes yeah, yeah so uh it seems like they're hinting that Kratos might go to all these places at some point. And if not Kratos, it's possible that Atreus might go. Uh, but I just got to be completely honest. I think Santa Monica has to step their game up with Atreus. As much as I really liked him in this one, because mm. he, he's he's still a teenager, right? He's still mm. like that arrogant kid. And of course, Kratos, we've, like, we've seen what Kratos can do. And now yeah. he's starting to like humble himself and you know tone it down. And I really love this new, more mature Kratos. I feel like uh, his son is soft. Is yeah. he still soft? I didn't play the Well, he's more. he's definitely grown up. Like he's a really good fighter now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big difference. Is like, his Kratos is strong. Like he his his main focus is like heavy attacks, right? And he can like lift crazy things. Atreus can just transform into all kinds of animals and stuff. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so he's very very much like Loki from the other one. He's like cunning and he can trick himself or not trick, but he can transform himself to mm-hmm. like fit the situation. So far we've only seen two, which is a wolf and a bear. And the bear is, like, crazy powerful. And he only uses it, like, very sparingly. But the wolf is, like, Kratos' Spartan rage. You know, Do when you he, like, gets mad. Do you get to control mad. him, or is he just a, a, a Atreus? accessory? Yeah. No, you play as him. Oh, okay. Yeah, you actually yeah. play as Atreus. Yeah, I've never played the newer one. I played oh, you need to. The one, the previous one. I yeah. forgot the name of it, but I played, I played the previous one. That was one. just God of War. Yeah, Ragnarok, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get to play as Atreus. Uh, he's... Again, he's a much faster fighter than... Yeah, because he's smaller and more yeah. agile. Yeah. And he does focus a lot on like more ranged attacks because he uses a bow. A bow, yeah. But you know, he actually like swings his bow around and attack and he can do yeah, other Yeah, because I remember cool in the, the God of War when he first was introduced, he was kind of like just an assistant, basically. Yeah. And like he would shoot the enemy and distract them while, you know, obviously mm. you do all the damage. Yeah. Yeah, no, in this one, he, he, does, he does come into his own and it really sets the, the stage that... They are almost certainly, yeah, they're going to either do a spin-off or they may entirely just make God of War focus on Atreus in the future. Yeah, they definitely need to build him up more before yeah. he, we, we can accept him as the host. Yeah, because even game. now, uh, seeing like how far he's come into from Ragnarok, he he's still not where Kratos is. I actually kind of yeah. want to see him almost follow in Kratos' footsteps where it's like, he gets betrayed a lot and he yeah. turns into a really like rage-filled individual. That'd be interesting. And then he eventually like calms down. Maybe not as as crazy as Kratos. Gets his skin turned like pure oh, white. Oh yeah, yeah, well, that, yeah, that'd be that. crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, he needs to have a he needs to have a damaged past. Yeah. He definitely needs to have that struggle. Because that's what made Kratos Kratos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly what it did. But anyways, that was a bit of a tangent on God of yeah. War. Yeah. But yeah, as you can see, like that game, as good as it is, it deserves to be more than $60. I would honestly, I would pay 100 bucks for that game. Mm-hmm. Like if I could go back in time, I have no qualms about paying 100 bucks for God of War. I would pay 100 bucks for the new Final Fantasy VII that's going to come out. I mean, you, you will be. Well, we don't know. I think it's most <laughs> I mean, likely to like, be $70. If you think about like all of it, add it all up. Yeah. Just getting the second one to be over $120. Yeah. yeah. And then I think the price point for the new one is like $89, $90, something like that. I, it's okay with me. Yeah. But, um, and then the, there's going to be a third one. So you're going to be spending like $250 ish, $300 for all of them. Yeah. I, I personally don't mind simply because, one, they deserve it. All mm-hmm. the developers and people who actually made this game, as great as it is, if they don't sell enough copies, it's like, you know, their livelihood is at stake. And so if but if they made 
more per copy, mm-hmm. they could essentially have a, an easier time. And again, the more money they get, the better they can produce. A, a, the next game will be even better. That, well, at least that's the theoretically. Theoretically, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have the funds to make a better game, yeah. but whether they use the funds on that or just you know be greedy is another thing. Yeah. But uh, like, I mean, you could take like indie games as an example. You know, towards the opposite, like they don't have a lot of money, but they still make great games. Yeah. So, but I mean, again, like those games. I would pay more for. I yeah. think they're worth more than what they sell them for. Like, yeah. what is it? The newest one that's just all hype is Lethal Company. I don't know if you've seen any videos on that. Mm. So Lethal Company is, and it's like super basic. We're talking like almost N64 level graphics in a mm. way. It's like N64 to like early PS2 where you and your friends will basically pick a world. You go down to the world. You like grab loot. You come back and then you have to make quota so you have to get enough enough loot that's worth enough money and sell it back to the boss which is called like the company hmm. that's all you do you just go out you scavenge you grab what loot. Is this for this is uh i think Next it's on gen? steam on steam i think it's on steam what and kind of what um style what genre is it it's a it's considered a horror game first person yeah so hmm. and the reason why but it's, it's more of a comedy game hmm. and but it's not meant to be hmm. the reason why it's so funny is because it has a proximity chat and so what happens is like you and your buddy will like walk down separate hallways and you'll hear somebody like, oh my God, what the? And you're like, Dave, mm-hmm. Dave. And so you go and inspect, inspect it. And next thing you know, you see like his body's all there and there's like this giant robot or this yeah. creepy looking doll standing over him. And you're like, I need to get the hell out of here. And yeah. you like run out, you know? And so the whole thing is you have all these creatures that are trying to kill you while you have to go out and grab loot bring it back again if everybody dies all your previous loot you have is gone mm-hmm. and you have three days so basically you have three attempts to make the money quota mm-hmm. otherwise you all is die like roguelike? So, yeah well not necessarily roguelike because mm-hmm. you don't uh, you don't keep you don't get better in any way yeah. you just know the knowledge i guess so and it, maybe it is yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. roguelike or roguelike yeah, yeah but that's the whole point and then again when you make quota the next quota is higher and higher and you get weapons and you can like buy gear so like flashlights pretty much everywhere you go you need a flashlight because the lights are always off in most places mm. um, you get like a shovel which you can like hit some of the monsters can die some of them cannot die mm. and then the worst thing too is like because you you jump out of your little ship you have the open world area and then you have the, the I guess you would call it like the dungeon right the place you go into to actually look for the stuff and get the loot because there's very little loot outside of the house mm-hmm. and Inside the building is where all the monsters are. But sometimes, actually all the time, it just depends on what time. Because you also have to do it within a certain amount of time. By midnight, the, mm. the ship will leave without you. Okay. So, But once it gets dark, the nighttime creatures will come out into the open world. And so mm. you have these dogs that are huge and blind, but they can hear you. So, like again, you literally have to like crouch and not make any noise. So if you call over to your friend... Like, the dog will hear you and run out and, like, eat you. Mm. And then you've got, like, these giants who, if they see you, they will just, like, chase you down. They'll grab you and eat you. Okay. So you have to, like, run. The, and then there's environment situations where it's, like, if it's raining. So if it's raining, you have to really hurry up and grab all your stuff and leave sooner because the whole area will become flooded. Mm. And you will not be able to get back into your ship. But you so, probably won't be able to get, be heard from dogs. There, there won't be any dogs at, at that point because okay. once it gets to a certain point in time, you literally won't be able to make it back to your ship because mm. you'll drown unless you're carrying like no loot or anything. So you can, because if you have something big, you can't climb up the ladder to get to your ship. You have yeah. to like find a hill somehow and jump onto it. But there's a whole different slew of things. And I'm sure if you know of Lethal Company, you know how it's just taken the world by storm. And the game, I think, was like $10. That's crazy. Yeah, it's just a $10 yeah. game. It's, a lot of times you get like free games or real cheap games are just like 
immensely satisfying. Yeah. And then you got games that are like hundred dollars and you know Cyberpunk twenty twenty or seven twenty seven seven. Yeah, that was one. Yeah. So. Uh, and that's an issue so you don't know how good a game is if it's worth the money until you get it because a lot of times they don't even show you on the store mm-hmm. like the actual gameplay they show yeah. you like cut scenes and cut scenes are kind of like a cheap way oh. yeah or especially like nowadays everybody everybody is super suspicious of a game if they don't show any gameplay yeah or if you just see like the cinematography or yeah, the or graphics pictures of the game yeah and like oh this is coming out and you see like this epic fight scene but it's all like CGI mm-hmm. you're like Okay, but show me the gameplay. Yeah, I need to know what the game and looks a screenshot like. Screenshot of like yeah. gameplay, and it's like, yeah. really? Come on, like, we, what's the frame rate like? I don't know. We've been burned too many times. What can I say? Yeah. You know. And unless it came out on Steam, um, where you can return it, yeah. then you're screwed. Like, if you get it on the next gen console, you're screwed. Yeah. If you buy a game that they pay, they price per hour, and then it just turns out to be trash. Now you're screwed. You're out of money. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, again, getting back onto topic. I that's my my bigger thing. I mean, I have my own bias personally. I feel like there are some people out there who are just impulse buyers, like our like our good friend Wayne, who is mm-hmm. like sometimes I'll just buy things because they're cheap on sale and whatever, and he never plays the game, and I'm like, yeah. okay, that's just kind of a waste of money. Yeah. But I think that sometimes people will go through games a little too quickly, mm-hmm. and or they don't finish the game, and so like if you put the money into it, then all of a sudden you have more of a, more of a commitment to kind of finish the game. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, even streamers, who are like, I play this game and I never finish it, because I got other things to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well maybe because $60 for a game is not enough for you to like really feel like you're committed to it, yeah. or maybe generally the game was Honestly, just not great. it doesn't matter how much I pay for a game, my commitment to the game is based on my entertainment. That so actually is fair. There's a lot of times where I, I even to this day, like I play games that I haven't played in a while that I bought a long time ago. I can't yeah. tell you how much it costs. If you ask me, I'd probably like, I think this is a free game. I'm not sure. Maybe it's $12. Mm-hmm. I don't really even know. I have no idea. I don't even care. But I just know it's fun. Yeah. You know? Um, and there's games that I paid $60 for and like Wayne never touched it. Like I yeah. played it like for five minutes. I was like, this is crap. And I just never touched but, it after now, that. Now I am guilty of that. Like, well, in that situation, that's different, right? Because I, if a game is crappy, mm-hmm. then... There's no, there's nothing that's gonna make me want to finish it. Yeah. Right? Like I bought, what was it? Me being a Final Fantasy fan, I think I had bought, like, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like the chibi version of Final Fantasy, where like all the characters like little chibi guys. Uh, tactics. No, but it was for the PS4, I believe. This, it, this guy or something like that. No, it's not that either. Like you, it's turn based, and it's actually like your characters are chibi, and you can collect like cloud and everything. So it, mm. it's really weird, um, but it was terrible like mm-hmm. i just couldn't handle it because they kept throwing these like really lame jokes in the middle of every single sentence mm-hmm. and i was like this is seriously a game that i i thought would be cute and maybe kind of interesting because i was mm-hmm. like yo zach is in it and the cloud is here you can get like sephiroth and stuff but i just couldn't even get past the first hour i gave yeah. up and i was like well i'm just gonna like delete this game and hopefully delete it from my memory and mm-hmm. now it just came back yeah but- and i've played games for like 12 bucks and almost every game that's like 12 bucks i finished yeah. and i wanted more no. and it doesn't matter like if it's 12 bucks free five dollars two dollars i usually the cheaper it is i usually finish it mm-hmm. one because it's, it's usually shorter and two because it's just like they focus more on just the gameplay yeah. and, the, and the fun aspect rather than trying to like be mainstream yeah. with it so yeah i again that's one of my big things too is one of the reasons why i love indie games is because they, they focus on the, they're really game. passionate about delivering like key story parts and key gameplay that will keep the, the player like engaged yeah and yet they charge like pennies for their game yeah and they're usually more involved with the community yeah because the community will say something and then they would make that change yeah 
Yeah, and like you have things like EA Games. Obviously, they don't care about no. the community. They just want to make that dollar. They just want to keep their shareholders yeah. happy. And a lot of uh, indie games will microtransaction cosmetics rather mm-hmm. than microtransactioning um, catalysts of yeah. games. Like you can't even press the start button unless you have <laughs> you know purchased the start button. Or you yeah. can't even continue to stage two unless you purchase that. Mm-hmm. Or you can do everything. But you're gonna hit a paywall, and then you you're just gonna be a grudge, like a little a crawl to the end because you don't have the premium currency to buy the premium items. Yeah. So. See, and here's my other. This is kind of my theory. I also think <clears throat> if games were more expensive, I believe that people would be a lot more critical on the game overall. Like for example, one of the biggest controversial games out there right now i think it's like destiny 2 there's a mm-hmm. there's a specific group of people who absolutely love destiny who are just like diehard destiny fans mm-hmm. and then a lot of people that i know that i've listened to absolutely hate the way destiny is doing things mm-hmm. right? and obviously I, I recently hear. they just like let go of like their entire development team and stuff like that which mm-hmm. was horrible by the way yeah i heard a lot of <clears throat> bad things about destiny too right exactly so and again like if if Destiny 3 comes out and the game is like $120, all the people who really cared about Destiny 2 and they jump into it and it's the same thing, like a, almost a cut and paste of Destiny 2, they're going to realize like it's not as good as they really thought it was. They were expecting more mm-hmm. again. Uh, but on the flip side, if God of War 3, the next one comes out, whatever it is, comes out and it's $120 and it's even better than mm-hmm. God of War 2, mm-hmm. then people are going to be making waves about it. They're going to be yeah. talking about it. It's going to get more money, and then it's going to make the next series of God of War somehow even better if it's even possible to do something like that. Yeah. I, I would say, on the same token, if they do change the price point or the pricing of their games and make it essentially more expensive, mm-hmm. then content creators who review games are going to have a better job. Yeah. Because they're, they're going to be sought after do like what is this game how good is this game you know the people are going to look for their opinions on the on games a lot more it's going to be like food critics like they're going to be really important yeah. so you don't want a content creator to come by and like bash your game mm-hmm. but then at that point they're, like, they're going to start buying content creators and be like hey we'll give you a copy of this game yeah, we'll give yeah. you all this merchandise we just want you to review it um how do you like the game oh you don't like it we'll give you some more merchandise how do you like it now you know and then content creators going to get bought out basically and they're going to be told to make, say the game is great. Well, <clears throat> I didn't think about that one. <clears throat> but I guess, again, it all depends on the overall pricing. Like we mm-hmm. talked about previously, if I would never pay $400 for a game. Right? Mm-hmm. Because that's literally like paying for an entire new system. Yeah. And if that's what you have to do every single time to play a game, then the game needs to be like spectacular. Yeah. I, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, that it, at least right now, maybe look at it as a dollar per hour basis mm-hmm. because if it's a hundred dollar game and it's a hundred hours of gameplay that's fine even if it's somewhat negative right but mm-hmm. you only have to create that thing once and then you can just copy and paste it yeah and then you have a hundred or a hundred thousand or a million people buy this thing for more than it costs you should be able to make significantly more money off of it that way yeah so the thing, I, I think they should keep the price point kind of where it's at because like you said they, it's digital Mm-hmm. They can. They only have to. They spend millions of dollars to make the game. Yeah. One time, but then they can sell it infinitely. Mm-hmm. So their incentive should just be to make a great game. Because if they make a great game, they can sell millions of copies to get their money back. If they make a crap crappy game, then they're gonna get nothing. 
and that's on them. No. So we shouldn't have to fit the bill for their production and development. Their production and development quality should be fitting the bill for itself. You know, so if you make a great game, like you mentioned a few a few games already, if you make games like that, then you're gonna get your money back, and you're gonna constantly get your money back. Like um, Grand Theft Auto to this day is still making like, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto is still making great money. Yeah. So if they just keep making great games, they make great money. That is a fair assessment. However, I don't know. I also kind of feel like if the bar to entry is higher, you get a lot less people who would like complain about the game, and you get more of a legitimately hands-on like. This is a professional opinion of this game because it's $100, it's 100 hours. So, you know, go through the motions, whereas people who can't afford it probably should be spending their money on other important things like getting yeah. themselves set up. Yeah, if the game is really expensive, the ratings are going to go down. Because probably. if I'm paying $400 for a game... Well, I am nitpicking that game yeah, to yeah. a T. Well, that that's extreme. I'm not. I th- I think personally, the highest amount for a video game right now should be up to a hundred dollars for a game. Mm-hmm. And again, there's already the, already at this point, it's even more than that sometimes. Yeah. Like premium. Well, like if if you get like the deluxe edition, I think the most I've seen was like the digital deluxe, which was I think was like a ninety dollar, which is I've which seen, is up I've there. I've seen up to a hundred, maybe hundred twenty dollars. Right. I've seen collector's editions go from like two hundred to three hundred, but those yeah. ones you usually get a physical item sometimes, um, yeah. or they'll give you like a soundtrack, and they'll, oh, they'll just throw this. Yeah. yeah, and I don't really care about YouTube, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Google the soundtrack. That's that's always like a, a cop out. I'm like, yeah, really? I'm anytime they give me a soundtrack or concept art, like yeah. I can just Google that. Like, yeah, I don't need yeah, that. yeah. That's fair. Um, if it, yeah, I want something tangible yeah. for that extra. And sometimes they'll give you like early access things, which mm-hmm. is again a cop out because if I'm getting an early a, a gun that you know I would normally have to wait to level ten to get, and I'm getting a level one. Okay, I'm gonna zoom up to level ten anyway with yeah. that gun, and and after I get to like thirty forty, no one cares about that level ten gun anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not a fan of uh, like boosted EXP in the beginning or yeah, a couple early access for the, or a few days early access for the game. Yeah. The only time that I'm willing to to pay for more content is if you buy a bundle and it's like we're releasing DLC. We've already got a plan, but we're staging oh, to release so it, so you can just buy it all at once past. for cheaper. Yeah. 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 yeah like Borderlands yeah. is a good example. Like I love Borderlands. So in that game, I would be willing to, I think for Borderlands 2, I did. I bought like all the previous DLC, but I think I bought it as like a pack. Yeah. Yeah. So as soon as it came out, it was already like, here you go, just download it. Because Borderlands 2 can do no wrong in my eyes. And that's like on the same level as buying like the, you know, the regular copy versus the premium copy. It's like, I'm invested in this game. Because there's times, because whenever I'm making that decision, they have like the three options. I'm like, how much do I really care about this game? I'm going to beat it, I'm going to be done with it. Mm-hmm. For like Spider-Man 2, and I almost always regret my decision, but Spider-Man 2, I was like, I'm just going to play this, get done with it, and then, um, you know, move on. But I actually thought about, like, I kind of wish I had bought the, the more expensive one, couldn't mm-hmm. get extra costumes, but then, it, you know, now I don't really care, but... Uh, at the time, I was like, I kind of want those extra costumes because yeah. I was playing through the game and I was trying out the different costumes. I, yeah. I kept switching my costume. Like, I never used just one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I actually kind of like the costume. So I kind of wish yeah, I would pay for it. Yeah, they seem pretty sick. Yeah. But see here, maybe this is me. I don't know. Maybe I have another another hot take. I'm not a fan. I would rather just put one version of a game out, like God of War Ragnarok mm-hmm. 2 or whatever the next one's going to be. Um, $100. but And no, like... Mm. No digital deluxe version, no like exclusive VIP version where you get access to all these things. Because then 
it sways the opinion of the people depending on what version of the game they get. Mm-hmm. I think it should just be like, this is the game, full price, like everything that is, or maybe it's all just VIP stuff. So everything that you plan to include, like just include it in the game, the base mm-hmm. game, and everybody has access to it, maybe make it more difficult. I used to, I really like the, the days when getting like the super elite sword or really cool costumes was based on your skill as a gamer and not just because you paid for it. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm against microtransactions. I'm totally fine with them, mm-hmm. provided that they're mostly just for, for cosmetic purposes. Yeah, yeah. I don't like I paying agree. to get ahead in the game. I definitely think that they should release games as one. But on a business aspect, I understand why they have options. Yes, because I do people, understand that They too. need the options. But like you said, I think the options should be cosmetics. So mm-hmm. like, if I get a game, let's say a Spider-Man, and I'm a Marvel fan, I'm probably going to get the premium version. If, I, if I'm like a fan of the genre yep. or a fan of the game, then I'm going to get the, preview, the premium version because I want everything that's included. Everything that they, the developers made, I want a piece of that. Yeah. But and then there's games that I play and I'm like, I just like this genre and I like, kind of like the gameplay. But once I'm done with it, I'm done with it. Yeah. So I'm just going to get the premium. I'm going to get the, um, the cheaper version of it because I just want to play through the standard and then I be done you. with it. So like, let me make those decisions. And if I'm going to pay the premium, all I really care to get is cosmetics. So, and there are games that I play now where, like, for example, I play Don't Starve Together, and oh, yeah. it's a survival game, and all of their paid content is cosmetics. There's, like, yeah. two characters you can buy, but you don't need them, and it's not a pay-to-win, and everything else is cosmetics. Everything is a skin for an item, yeah. or a skin for, you know, uh, a costume skin, a, an item skin, whatever the case may be. It's all cosmetic. So, if you look at anybody playing a the game, their game looks different than yours because mm-hmm. they bought certain skins or they... They obtain certain skins through drops or whatever the case yeah. may be. But we all play in the same game. We all pay different prices, but we all love the game the same. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And again, like I said, I understand it from a business perspective, like being able to to create the appearance of more value. Like, hey, we'll give you an original soundtrack or we'll give you these extra cosmetics and things like that, mm-hmm. which probably cost, you know, very, very little to create once and then you can just replicate it indefinitely. And of course you make a bunch of money off of it that way. I get that. Uh, so that part I'm totally cool with, but I'm not a fan of paying. Items. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's like, you know, you get this version and then you get the digital deluxe version where it comes with like, oh, you get a special materia, for example. I know they're already doing this with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. They get it with the first one where it's like, you get the regular game or you can get the digital deluxe version where you get extra materia, extra summons, uh, you have more items in your inventory, like mega elixirs and things like that to keep your party. So, you know, basically just giving you more of an edge, mm-hmm. which in reality doesn't really do anything because mm-hmm. after the first few hours, you're never going to use that stuff. The, the yeah. material is not as like, good. You'll, you'll probably be the game and still never use this stuff. Yeah, right. yeah. It's, just, it's just there to have. Mm-hmm. But if it was like, hey, you could pay more and you get like a cool, you know, cloud bodybuilder outfit or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, it's know? almost like they're... The premium version is the easy mode. Like, they're yeah. they're selling you easy mode. Yeah, but the funny thing is the game is not that difficult. It's not. And the game <laughs> is the game is built around the standard game. Yeah. It's not built to have to have all these extra things. Yeah. And usually these extra things are forgotten about after, like, five hours of playing the game. Mm-hmm. Almost every time. If you get a weapon, it's almost outclassed by, like, the fifth weapon that you get. Absolutely. If, if you get, like, a, a summons, it's, it's outclassed by the first summons you get. Yeah. It's... Yeah, none, of, none of the the paid stuff will ever be as good as like the ultra rare you have to be a good gamer to get this thing to to actually you know yeah. it'll never compete yeah right? you're, so, you're not you're rarely going to see a speedrunner using the the premium items to get through the 
speed run through the game. It's like, oh, I had to use this premium summons mm-hmm. just to skip this first stage. I'm glad you just said that because that was another topic I wanted to ask. Because since we're talking about the whole pay per hour, yeah, I was gonna say that, right? Yeah. The Who's idea decide what the hours are. Yeah, <laughs> that is the big thing, right? So, like, I understand the developers can say like, oh, this game will give you approximately 70 hours of gameplay, so we'll give you, you know, charge you for 70 dollars. And then a speedrunner is like, well, I beat the game in 10 hours. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, um, mm-hmm. what do you do in that situation, right? Yeah, and who determines the hours at the beginning? Like, the company says, I can give you 70 hours, but then every company's going to be like, yeah, this is 100 hours of gameplay. Well, I mean, they're going to have to... Somebody's going to have to test the game. Yeah, they have to have, which I think is a good thing, because you need good testers in order to make a good game. You don't mm-hmm. want things like what happened with Cyberpunk 77, where the game was just, like, all glitched out mm-hmm. and just horrible. But I think... This is, again, one of the reasons why I kind of think it should be done is it really tests the company's integrity. If the, if the company tells you, like, this is a 70-hour game, so we're charging you $70 for it, and it is not a 70-hour game, or the, it's 70 hours, but a lot of it is just, like, garbage, mm-hmm. you now have a better understanding of how that company does things and what their yeah. overall stance is on, on like, actual gameplay. Mm-hmm. And so now you have, an, you have an opinionated idea. So, like, they come out with another game, and you're like, well... How many hours is it? Like, oh, 70, okay, but like, but what, what, a lot of it is dialogue. Or, yeah, a lot of it could be dialogue. Or it could be like, hey, I need you to find me like five honeycombs. And yeah. the honeycombs are in five different places of the entire continent. And the continent is big for no reason. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you got to do this quest to get one honeycomb. And it's just busy work. Yeah. And then once you get done with that, it's like, oh, I need you to find me five leaves. Same exact concept, yeah. same exact distances, same exact difficulty, and all I'm doing is the same rinse and repeat item. Um, yeah, a good example of this is like the Zelda game, mm. uh, tier, no, Breath of the Wild, the first one. Mm. Because in that game, I think the overall, like if you did all the main story beats, the game is probably close to like 40 hours, which is good. I think a 40 hour game is pretty solid, like really good overall. Mm. But you could beat the game in 10 minutes if you really wanted to. Because yeah. you, don't, you don't have to fight any of the big bosses. You can literally just go straight to the, go straight to the main boss, yeah. beat it, and then the game is over. Right? Mm-hmm. And so in that situation, like how would Nintendo price it? it they could say, well, it's, uh, it's supposed to be 40 hours. It's, it's 40 hours of overall gameplay requirement. But again, you could do all the, the Korok yeah. seeds and all the additional side quests that has and, nothing and, to do with the story. That's another thing. I think they may even put the hour amount on the 100% completion mm. which for games let's say Grand Theft Auto 100% completion is out hundreds of hours long like it can be real difficult to get 100% on those games but then there's games like Spider-Man 2 yeah. I got 100% on it in just you know a um, few hours like it's not that difficult yeah. and then Korok Seeds they're it's dumb. There's a hundred of them, and they're all over the... Not yeah. hundred of them, and, it's, and you get nothing for it, so yeah, it's yeah. just a waste of time. So, um, yeah, spoiler, but yeah, you get nothing for it. <laughs> and and to add that into your hourly is just kind of ridiculous. Because yeah. at that point, when you're getting Korok seeds, that's just a, uh, a fan thing to do. Yeah, you, just, you really just want to go out and explore the world, yeah. which I understand the concept of that, mm-hmm. like... For people who really love the game and like the beautiful stylization of it all and who really want to go see like every angle of what this of what this game has been made into yeah yeah sure yeah. i get that but one is a big huge ask yeah it's, it's a huge ask for crap yeah literally, literally crap literally and then after i think uh i forget how many maybe 100 200 you don't even get the upgrades anymore because yeah. you you have to use it to up actually yeah i think it's like half of them 
after about half of them, you don't get no more upgrades. So mm -hmm. you're basically just getting them just to get them. Just, just like some them. OCD fulfillment or something. Yeah. And again, so I think that is, again, part of the company's integrity. So if mm -hmm. the company, like, for example, if they come out with another Zelda game and they say, well, it's 100 hours of gameplay. Okay. But is that 100 hours of, like, story-based gameplay? It's 100 mm -hmm. hours of, of story and side quest gameplay that actually focus on gameplay and not running around hunting for Korok seeds. You know? Yeah. So those are all factors that need to be put into consideration when they overall come up with the the hour duration of the game and then therefore a price associated to that hour. Again, anything above $100 at this point, because a $100 100-hour game is an incredibly long game already. That's one of the reasons why I say a dollar an hour or depending on the game, maybe $2 an hour up to a maximum of $100 is what I would be willing to pay for the base game. Mm -hmm. If they have collector's editions which give me tangible stuff like a backpack or a watch or something, or, that's yeah. different. That's or a different like situation. Or like a ticket or something like that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's something different. Digital, like digital stuff, not interested because again, like you said, you can pretty much get it anywhere else. You can yeah. look it up on Google or yeah. somebody could copy and paste it to you, right? Yeah, <clears throat> or you can, you, basically people can steal it as digital. So, yeah, yeah. Um, my thing is, I really think it should just stay one set price mm -hmm. across the board. And with that being said, I know companies, they'll just make episodic games yeah. or they'll just give you, make microtransactions to get their money back. But if we allow them to do, um, based on the hours, anybody can make, as a developer, can just add a bunch of junk into a game to mm -hmm. boost the hours. And then they're gonna get away from co good content. So we're gonna be only buying indie games who care about good content. Versus these AAA games who are just going to be trying to get that dollar amount higher. I think that's a good thing, though. Because a lot of these AAA games don't deserve the money that they get. Mm -hmm. And once they start charging egregious prices, then the then the customers will no longer like look at them. They'll no longer look at them with favor and be like, yeah, I want to buy your game. And be like, bro, I paid 100 bucks for FIFA and this game was trash. Yeah. Or I paid 100 bucks for Modern Warfare 4 and this thing is complete garbage. And that's another another thing, sports games. Mm -hmm. Those are really short, like yeah. uh, campaign-wise. They're super short. Yeah. Like I, <clears throat> UFC games or like boxing games or uh, NFL um, soccer games or... NHL, all those games are super short. It's like you just run through a season, basically. You just yeah. fight, you, not fight, but you, you compete against all these teams, and then once you win the bracket, you're done. Yeah. And then you got like first-person shooter games. They have a little bit more, they have a little bit more link to them, but mm -hmm. all of their content is online multiplayer. Yeah. And again, that is something that. See, I'm also kind of on, uh, okay with things like subscription-based pay for online games because I think of like Final Fantasy XIV, which is considered one of the best MMOs out there. Mm -hmm. You pay, uh, I think it's like fourteen or fifteen dollars a month for a subscription, yeah. but the amount of content you get is like ludicrous. Now, mm -hmm. again, I haven't played fifth or fourteen yet because I just don't have the time. And personally, the combat system is really not what my thing. It doesn't gel with me very well. Nevertheless, people speak at length about how good it is, so mm -hmm. I. You know, I listen to their overall opinion because I haven't really heard anything negative about the game, even if it's not my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. And again, it's online multiplayer. In that case, I might be okay for Modern Warfare or any of these like Call of Duty style games where it's just multiplayer fun, shooting people and stuff mm -hmm. like that. If you did like a subscription-based pay on it, I think I would be okay. It would need to be very little yeah. because of the things that uh, Final Fantasy provides you is a lot for mm -hmm. the $14 you pay a month. Whereas Call of Duty does not, like right? Five bucks a month. Yeah, I'm, we're talking 
at most, I think $5 a month to basically be able to log in, play. And then this way, they're constantly getting that money yeah, and you don't have to worry about getting season passes. There should just always be a new season. And mm-hmm. then if you want to like, you know, buy the the VIP season that has like an extra layer, like, oh, you get this when you get level two, but Ex- now you get this uh, and this when you get like multipliers for like experience or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that would be okay because if they did that, then they can focus on selling the actual base game of the story separately as its own thing. And again, because now they can only sell the game as a story, they have to really make that thing good mm-hmm. and really make it worth the money. So they have to make a really good story, excellent gameplay, and and uh, all these things that you could do. Otherwise, that thing's going to fall flat. And yeah. if it continues to fall flat like it did last time, then they're going to find themselves out of, out of a job. Right. They have I, no choice. I, I think they should uh, make a set price for the game. And then if it has multiplayer, multiplayer then they should do a subscription base. Mm-hmm. That way they can get their $70 times however many copies, which is going to be 100% of the people playing multiplayer. Because you have to have a game, obviously, to, mm-hmm. to um, play the multiplayer. But then some of those people who bought the game are going to subscribe to multiplayer. And people like me who don't play like first person shooter multiplayer, but I may buy the game for the, comp- the um, campaign, you're getting my $70 and that's it. But you're getting like you know somebody else who's like a, a Twitch, um, big person on Twitch. They may pay the seventy dollars, and then they're going to be paying for the um, subscription mm. for a long time. Could be. So and and at the end of the day, they're still only making one game. The developers are making one game. Yep. They have to like obviously work on the updates and make sure it stays balanced. But you're getting money constantly for something you made one time. Mm. So that way they can win. Everybody wins. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I still think. I don't know. I guess this is one of those things where we just kind of have this debate. We somewhat mm. we're on different opinions. Now, I'm again. I if if we kept it at the price that it is right now, it's always seventy dollars a game. I would never complain because mm. for me personally, I don't really buy a whole lot of games. And normally, when a game comes out, I vet it thoroughly. I look at like as many YouTube videos mm. as I can to see me everybody, too. and then I'm like, okay, this game is is gonna be worth it. Like the last game I played was Lies of P, which was a phenomenal game. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think it was $70. I think it was a little bit less. Uh, but I didn't just immediately jump into it. You know, mm-hmm. like I watched Maximilian play it. I watched other people play it and things like that. And I really enjoyed it. It was really good. But, you know, like I heard uh, Call of Duty was never really a thing that I was even on my radar because I yeah. just don't care about it enough. But I, I recently played Spider-Man 2 and it took me like two weeks just to buy it oh yeah i was like i know i I know i'm gonna like the game i've played the previous ones and they're all pretty much the same like concept as far as gameplay wise but it took me like two weeks i had to look at youtube i had to do um, all kinds of research because i just didn't trust it like for that price point to just get into it and then not like it so yeah i i I agree with you on that point like if the game prices go higher people are going to be less likely to buy things right away yeah and that means if the game pr- the game price goes higher, they're gonna have to really um, buckle down on the trailers and stop messing yeah, around with are. these cutscenes. Yeah. So I guess either way, you know, like if they keep it the same, we'll, we just get more of what we already have, which again is not bad because it means that you can get amazing games like God of War for cheap, which mm-hmm. again, no problem with that. On the flip side, if you do put more money onto a game where it requires more, the standards are higher for everybody. You need better players. You need better developers. And everything becomes a lot more critical. And eventually now that's where people become tested and to see like who are the big dogs. It also helps out, I think, personally for indie developers because if they get to charge per hour and because they can make some incredible games that just blow AAA games out of the water nowadays. Mm-hmm. 
and maybe that's my bias is I, I want to see the, the you know the, the underdog succeed yeah. because they do so much more with so much less mm-hmm. and then they stop doing stuff because they don't get the money exactly yeah whereas you know triple a games because even if they fail their reputation is good enough where they could just like their shareholders will continue to invest in them and then they'll they can make another them. game yeah like if any game fails and they make another game their name attached to the next game is going to be their downfall yeah. But uh, you have like indie games like EA Sports who still are EA games is make like making tra- mac- microtransactions and they're still making microtransactions. But name. you know they have a big name, so yep. they can do that and they have big, better marketing too. So, yeah. but yeah, so I think that's gonna probably wrap it up. Unless you got anything you want to add? No, that's it. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this little bit of a hot take from me and I think kind of a cold take from from Paparazzi. <laughs> but either way, that's our thoughts on overall pricing of gamings. I think. We'll see how it goes in the future. If I'm being completely honest, I don't think it's going to change, but I kind of would like to see it just to kind of stir things up. I think it's going to change. Maybe not in that direction, but it's definitely going to change. Well, yeah. I, some, the some price of games will continue to, to go up yeah. as time goes, but I don't know if, if we'll ever get to that point where, they, where they're able to charge per hour, but we'll see how I it goes. It may, they may not go to um, hourly, but I think they may all go to like EA Game Sports. Like, they may all microtransaction you out. You know, as, long as, it's, as long as it's pure cosmetic, then that's fine. You can take some money from me if I really care about it. I'm not really... Because at least that doesn't bother me, right? I don't have yeah, to worry yeah. about it. I know Mortal Kombat. <clears throat> they microtransaction like most of their characters. Yeah. So... But, but all right, everybody, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening and or watching. Tune in next time. Who knows what we're going to be talking about. I'm sure it'll be interesting. But until then, my friends, keep on climbing. We'll see you at the top.